0: Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Hope all are having a great day. How could you not? We are here in playoff mode. NFL playoffs, national championship game last night. By the way, let me throw this at you here. What you witnessed last night, I saw a lot of tools on social media saying, oh, my God, this is a game of field goals. You were actually watching the best defensive players in the United States play last night on both sides of the football. Those were the best defensive football players. I don't care what you say about Hutchinson. I saw that guy get destroyed by Georgia. Georgia destroyed him. Jordan Davis on Georgia was a beast. Nicobe Dean was a beast. Williams for Alabama was insane. That whole front four of the Alabama Crimson Tide was incredible last night. That was some of the best defensive football players I saw on a football field in a long time. And I'll tell you something else, too. The speed of that national championship game last night compared to every other bowl game, compared to every other bowl game, it's night and day. You see now the glaring difference between Michigan, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Southern Cal, Clemson, these other programs, when you compare them, Okay, you compare them to Bama and Georgia, there is no comparison. And by the way, Alabama will be your preseason number one team. They're bringing almost everybody back. That football team was not really designed to win the national title this year. Oh, gee, Bama's down 12-2. and two. Unbelievable. When you call yourself down and you win an SEC championship and you're runner-up to the national title, Um, that's a pretty good down year. Most programs would kill for 12 wins, okay? I know I would for the University of Miami, okay? That Nicobe Dean kid should be on the Eagles. Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance by those defensive players last night. I was happy for Kirby Smart. You see the respect those coaches had for one another after the end of the game, too? Did you see the respect that Saban had for his players at the press conference? That's not all phony stuff, guys. It's a journey. Those all, all those guys went on a great journey. Some get the ring. Some don't. But it's a great journey that those kids will have for the rest of their life. Okay? Hey, and by the way, we all know this. Until Nick Saban is not there at Alabama, the national championship will always go through Alabama. Do you know since the early 2000s, only one team has won the national champion that hasn't had to go through Alabama, and that was Florida State. Okay? I think they beat Auburn, who beat Bama. Then they beat somebody else, if I'm not mistaken, for the national championship. Maybe Oklahoma or something like that. It's got to go through Bama. All right, enough with that. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on because there's some kids there that I'd like to see the Eagles go after. By the way, guys, please hit the like button. You guys have been sensational. Thank you so much. Benny, thank you, my friend. So many people have come aboard here with us here already. We thank you guys. Phillyopolis, that Nicobe Dean. I'd love to see Howie Roseman draft that guy, man. He is some freaking football player. Big Chris, they have absolutely spectacular young talent on that Alabama team. It's going to be Bama, Georgia again, those two teams. And I will say this to you, I think Clemson has a bounce back year. Ohio State with C.J. Stroud will be back in the conversation. But they have the best defense and offensive football player coming back, Alabama. They're going to be the number one team in the country. All right. Guys, it's playoff mode. By the way, bottom of the hour. The legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese, will join us. We'll talk to him, get his thoughts. Playoff time. It's the Buccaneers on Sunday. We'll see what Merrill thinks about the year that Jalen had, the year Nick Sirianni had, and also the chances of the Eagles versus the Buccaneers on Sunday. Got a topic for you. Got a topic for you. You know, I was going to go here with realistic chances of beating the Buccaneers, but I want to ask you something here. I'm going to take Tom Brady out of the mix, okay? I'm going to take him out of this conversation, okay? So we're going to exclude him from this conversation, all right? What quarterback on the NFC side has the most to prove In this playoffs. Let me run down the list here. Is it Dak? Because of the $75 million that he's making this year. And because he's the Dallas Cowboy coach. Or excuse me, quarterback. And everybody knows that when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. There is a lot of pressure on you. Because again, America's team and all that bullshit. Is it Jimmy G? You know, Jimmy G, how many times was he thought to have been replaced this year? During the season, in the preseason, now we're talking after the season. He's handled it so well. By the way, let's not forget something here. Jimmy Garoppolo has won an NFC championship, and he has put a team into a Super Bowl. Okay? He's put a team in a Super Bowl, and if it's not for an overthrow, I don't know. This guy had a pretty good run when he put that team in the Super Bowl. Is it Rodgers? One in three in NFC Championship games. Guys, you can't have that. Not when you're talking about a player of that ability, and we're talking about maybe the greatest thrower of all time. You've got to match that postseason resume up eventually. Peyton Manning was never able, really, to match that regular season resume up. Is it Kyler Murray? Too small. Didn't know if he was really going to really be a star. He's turned out to be a star. Now, here's an issue with him staying healthy, being accurate, carrying a football team. Is it Matthew Stafford? Never won a postseason playoff game in his entire career. And he was brought to L.A. to win a Super Bowl. Here's a guy really with absolutely no postseason presence whatsoever. But you were brought to Los Angeles to do what? You are believed to be an upgrade from Jared Goff, right? Okay, well, I don't think this guy's really played all that well down the stretch here. Or is it Jalen? Second-round draft choice. People still on the fence with him. There's people in the Eagle organization that are still on the fence with him. There's people in that organization that I'm sure are saying this, just like a lot of people do when they come on this program. Eventually, you got to win from the pocket, son. You just can't win with your legs. He could change the narrative. He's playing against Brady. I said this yesterday to you. Where's Jalen in this conversation? What does Jalen have to prove? What would be the one thing he has to prove this weekend with all these other guys? And, again, Brady has nothing to prove, okay? He has nothing to prove. He has absolutely nothing to prove. But what does Jalen have to prove this week to you? that he's just not going to get the keys to the Eagles in 2022. But to get the keys and then to get the deed to the team for the next five, six years. Yale says win. Judson says beat Brady. Big Chris says prove he's a franchise quarterback in the total package. Dave Makes a great point. Dude, Jalen's playing with house money, brother. Muhammad says, if he can go toe-to-toe with the GOAT, I'd be impressed, even in a loss. Eastside monster, sales prove he's a big-time player. Ian says, Jalen, Stafford, and Rodgers. I like that, Ian. I like that. Stafford's got a lot to prove. Rodgers has a ton to prove. Jalen may have the most to prove. Because, get this, every one of these quarterbacks has proven he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, except for Jalen Hurts. Dak has proven it. Jimmy G's proven it. He's taking a team to the Super Bowl. Rodgers has clearly proven it. Murray's proven it. That franchise has changed completely around. Remember what they did, guys? They drafted Josh Rosen, realized they fucked up with him, and went into the draft and got Kyler Murray. He's proven he can win. Matthew Stafford. Stafford's proven that he is a franchise quarterback, but I don't know if Stafford has proven yet that he's a winning franchise quarterback. See, I think you can have all the Baker Mayfields you want in the world. Big Chris, Big Ben wants to prove he can ride off into the sunset with one more. Yeah, that's on the AFC side. We'll talk a little bit more, but Ben's got nothing to prove, dude. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Matt says, Sills, what do you think about Ganny getting an interview with the Broncos? Guys, I tweeted that out. Two weeks ago that Gannon was going to be a NFL head coaching candidate and people in Philadelphia killed me for it. I told you he was going to get numerous interviews. Bryant says, stop, he doesn't have to prove anything. First full season, Hoss. That shit doesn't matter, first full season. Guys get blown out as coaches and quarterbacks all the time. Ken says 10 and 7 is proof. Uh, Nine and eight, but I get you. Steelers getting knocked out of the first round. Takeem, I think so too. We're all going to be sitting here Monday like, how did Hurts and the Eagles beat the Bucs? I don't know, man. We'll talk about the game as we get closer to the weekend. I think they're going to be in the conversation. I'm going to hit on that here in a minute. I wonder if Bryce Young is going to be a Baker type in the NFL. I'll tell you something that I didn't realize until I saw the coin toss with um, Bryce Young. He's a tiny dude. If that guy's six feet, I'm I'm shocked. He looks like he's like 5'11", 185. That's a little dude. Okay, people are telling me he's six feet, okay. But you can't be 185, brother, playing the NFL, not with the pounding that you're going to take. Jalen's a big dude. Guy squats 600 pounds. That guy that I saw last night does not squat 600 pounds. Okay, that's a little dude. Steven says, Hertz will make everyone talk about him come 3.30 Sunday afternoon. Dude, I, I, I got a comment on Carson Wentz too, brother. Okay, I got to comment on him a little bit later on, too, and there's a lot of things coming out of Indianapolis right now. Yale says this, he looks frail. I don't know about frail, he's just not a big guy. Judson says Jalen has more trash talked about him than anyone. You think he has more trash talked about him than Aaron Rodgers, really? He has everything to prove. Prove all the haters wrong and everyone in the media. I will ask Carson or Merrill about Carson. Vince, if Jalen doesn't poop his pants like Wentz did, this is going to make me happy. Low bar I know. Dude, I don't think you can do any shittier than what Carson Wentz did in Jacksonville. It's one thing to lose to the defending world champion Buccaneers. It's another thing to lose to a two-win Jacksonville Jaguar team. You can't lose that game. That was, for me, a narrative that Carson Wentz is going to have a tough time for me to forget. Carson Wentz losing that game to the two-win Jags team is something I won't get over, and I don't think it's something that Frank Reich's going to get over. Okay? Philadelphia. Carson Wentz, man, I'll tell you for sure, that was embarrassing. You know, if if Jalen gets blown out by the GOAT, nobody's going to think any worse of it. Tom Brady's done that to Peyton Manning. Okay? Now the question is, is there a legitimate chance for this Eagle team to beat the Buccaneers? We've talked about this all year long. And by the way, since week eight, you're seven and four. Only the 49ers have a better record than you. You've done everything right. You've listened. You run the ball. Your situational play calling at times is suspected best because of a rookie head coach, who's done a great job, by the way. Okay? Oh, Yale, buyer's were more you in Indianapolis, you want that first-round pick back now. You, you, you want that first-round pick. But then again, I'll throw this at you. What were the options for the Colts? Phillip Rivers had retired. What was the options? Michael says, go, Birds. Got a chance. Bobby, I know. Frank wouldn't even comment on the 2022, you know, personnel on the team. He said he didn't want to single out one guy. He didn't want to go there. But if you remember a year ago, when asked the question about Phillip Rivers, he wanted Phillip Rivers back as a starting quarterback for the 2021 season at the conclusion of 2020. That wasn't the case here. Judson says, don't forget the $103 million in cap space. Gronk is the X factor. Double Gronk, no question about it. The seam, and the seam and the slot are going to be essential for the Eagles to cover this. This is going to come down to the Philadelphia Eagles defense. This is going to come down to the Eagles and whether or not they could slow down that Buccaneer team and turn them into a one-dimensional team. If you could turn the Buccaneers into one-dimensional, stopping the run, It's got to be essential. Got to stop the run. If the Buccaneers get third and short, and you see that the majority of the game, it's over. It's absolutely over. Old Cole says Gronk is the key. Old Cole, I think the running game's the key. Now, does Gronk help out in the running game? Absolutely. Okay? No question about it. All records out the door. Like you said, Philly, absolutely. I don't give a shit what the Bucs did. You're going down to Raymond James Stadium. Records are out the window here. You're in the second season. You got an opportunity to go and play some football here. And you got a chance to go win a game. Satchmo says the read option will give Tampa problems. Because they're a little bit banged up on the perimeter, maybe. Michael, one game, one play. It's gonna to be tough for the Eagles, but like you said, it's defense. It's gotta be defense here, guys. Stu, coach should have called Kaepernick. Who? I'm sick of that guy. Do you think the Saints D line better than ours? Comparable. Ernest, comparable. I think they're better on the perimeter. I think they got better ends. I think you're better in the middle. And and get this. That Dennis Allen defensive front seven is pretty damn good in New Orleans. Okay? So you're you're talking one of the top three units in the group, in the league, in the NFC. So no, 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 no shade here being thrown on that. But the Saints are pretty formidable in their front seven. That's a good defense, and they can rush the ends. 61 degrees in Tampa on Sunday. Perfect ass-kicking weather, Bobby says. I like it. Colts could have picked up Cam Newton. Okay? So Cam Newton. Carson Wentz is better than Cam Newton. Cam Newton can't play anymore. He's not 2015 Cam Newton. That thing's gone. Big Fish, Little Boat. Now as you can't leave, Bucks don't scare me at all. They shouldn't because, really, there's nobody, there's nobody really in the NFL playoffs, really, that scares me. You know what, guys? I, I wrote down a list of the top playoff teams, and I got the top 14 playoff teams. This is how I look at it. I think the Steelers are the lesser of all the playoff teams. I really don't think that they have one of the better offenses in the game. I got the Eagles at 13, but when you hear the teams that I have ahead of them, I think you're going to understand and I think you're going to agree. Eagles are at 13. That's no shame. Raiders are at 12. Patriots are at 11. I got the 49ers at 10. I got the Cards at 9. I got the Bengals at 8, may have the best offensive group setting. Maybe in the playoffs. I got the Cowboys at seven. Rams at six. Still think they could be pushed around. Old Cole, he noticed. He's the first to notice. I put the Canes helmet back there. Jesus Christ, and he guys broke my stones on it. Titans are at five. Bucks are at four. Believe it or not, I got Buffalo at three. I got Kansas City, two, and I got the Packers, number one. Okay, that's how I look at it Steelers, Eagles, Raiders, Pats, 49ers, 10, Cards, nine, Bengals, eight, Cowboys, seven, Rams, six, Titans, five, Bucks, four. Buffalo 3, KC 2, and the Packers number 1. Those two teams have home field advantage, and they have to buy Kansas City and the Green Bay Packers. That's why they get the top slots. Now I got the Titans 4, I got the Titans 5. Dude, to get Derrick Henry back? And they're the number 1 seed in the AFC? I still think Buffalo can beat them. I think the Titans, what kind of shape is he going to be in? Derrick Henry, he may be healthier. Big Chris says Eagles should be higher than the Raiders. Really think you should be higher than the Raiders? You think your quarterback's better than Derek Carr? I don't. Saint says we win against the Buccaneers. Sirianni should be a shoe in for NFL Coach of the Year. All right, guys, do me a favor, hit the like button. We have our friend Merrill. Reece coming up with us. We're going to talk with him, get his thoughts on this weekend's playoff game against the Buccaneers at Raymond James. Absolutely spectacular. I can't wait to talk to our friend. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
3: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits.
2: Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
4: Good day everyone, it's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Co-Check, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Co-Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Frank Reich not committing to Carson Wentz for the 2022 season says a lot. In light of what you gave up to get the kid, you gave up a first-rounder to get him, and you're not sold? I could tell you, just by that response by the head coach, Chris Ballard, the GM, the owner, everybody, has to be asking themselves right now the same question that the majority of the teams in the league are doing, do we have the right guy? They're asking that question in Cleveland. They're asking that question in Chicago. They're asking that question in Carolina. They're asking that question in New York with the Giants. There's multiple places in the league where they're having that same debate and that same conversation. Do we have the right signal caller? And do we also have the right people around them in personnel and in coaching? You see, there's got to be a fit. Are you going to put a young guy in Jacksonville who's a defensive-minded guy with Trevor Lawrence? Or are you going to hire somebody like, like a Cliff Kingsbury or a Sean McVay, somebody that's an innovator, that knows how to draw plays, that knows how to construct game plans, that knows how to bring along a quarterback with the skill set of Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence went through a lot this year. It's almost like he should get a mulligan here of just the chaos that was going on down there with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer created chaos. That's always a problem when your boss is creating the chaos. He was unprepared. He didn't know how to handle himself. He's not a very mature human being, and he's surely not a professional. I don't know why people have a problem saying that. How many people would go like this on Urban Meyer? You think Urban Meyer handled himself as a professional this year? That's who Urban Meyer has always been. He's always been that, but he has hid behind the shield of college football. Well, now that he had to be around professionals, his character was accentuated. He is not a professional, and Trevor Lawrence had to deal with that. Do you put him with a professional coach who's going to hire good assistant coaches, who's going to have an open checkbook? Like, when Doug Peterson is looking for a new job here, notice, guys, when Doug Peterson is looking for a brand-new gig, Okay? I mean, you got to be looking at ownership and whether or not ownership is going to be able to be committed to you. Nasty, how you doing, brother? Armand, hell no. Absolutely, man. You can't have that kind of behavior like that. All right. Boy, I'll tell you something, guys. The last time we had Meryl Reese on with us, man, he absolutely killed it, and he was spectacular with us. He was so, I mean... We had thousands of people watch that interview the last time that Merrill Reese was here with us, and here is the legendary voice of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I could tell you this. I found out one thing about you, Merrill. Philly loves you, man. I mean, <laughs> they, they well, absolutely love you, and I guess it's just been a passion between you, the city, and that football team that you've been covering for 50 years.
1: Well, people love their Eagles. They, they really love their Eagles. I mean, there's there are the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies. But the Eagles are closest to their hearts and have been for quite a while.
0: Absolutely. So, so Merrill, were you cool with Sirianni and Howie and everybody sitting to players this past Saturday against the Cowboys?
1: I was. I mean, there's divided opinion about that. But all they needed was for Jalen Hurts, who's been nursing a sore ankle, to, to get rolled over one more time. Or all they needed, look, they lost Tyreek Jackson, who was their third tight end. Suppose instead of Tyreek Jackson, they lost Dallas Goddard. This is a team that is playing well, but they're not so deep that players are uh, are, are disposable. You know, I honestly felt that Mike McCarthy made a big mistake. I, I said on the air that he was playing the, the football version of Russian roulette. He left those guys out there for three quarters. Suppose, and it can happen, you know it can happen any week. Suppose Dak Prescott went down. Uh, suppose, yeah, any of their their key guys went down, it it would have really hurt them badly. I I I remember Andy Reid resting everybody uh, before the playoffs began, and it worked out well. Doug Doug pulled everybody before the Eagles went into that that last game against Dallas before Super Bowl Fifty Two was he had Nick Foles out there for a little bit, but otherwise. They, they played a terrible game. I think the final score, Dan, was 6-0. And then they went to the Super Bowl, and you know what happened there. So, I mean, momentum is fine. But you can get momentum in the first – you can get momentum in practice and be perfectly prepared and take it into your playoff game.
0: You, you, you know, Merrill, I, I, I brought this up with Gary Cobb yesterday, and I want to throw it at you here too. You know – when, when when Jalen Hurts came out of college, there's always that narrative. Well, he lost his gig when he was at Alabama. Had to go to Oklahoma. He became a second round draft choice. It's you know this when you come out of college, and I was like I said, I was talking to Gary. Gary was a late rounder. He still played ten plus years. But you're always labeled something when you come out of college. And I think Jalen has always fought that label. This week he's going against the goat. This week he's going against the defending champion of all the nfc quarterbacks to me here's the guy that could change a narrative i'm not saying they have to go into tampa it'd be great and i think because the running game they have a legitimate chance but what a week for him to change a narrative and how people see him and how he's going to play versus the goat here we saw what carson wentz did against jacksonville and he absolutely crapped the bed and boy i'll tell you i feel for frank he's my dear friend but you have to win against a two-win team. This could change so many people's opinions on Jalen. Do you do you see where I'm going with this a little bit yeah, this weekend? Yeah, I, I
1: do, and I've said before I think that Jalen is viewed differently because he wasn't a first-round draft pick. If he had been a first-round draft pick, everybody would be saying, "Oh, what a what a home run the Eagles hit with this guy! They they struck gold." I mean, don't forget the guy we're calling the goat, Tom Brady. Was a sixth round draft choice. Montana was what a second or third round draft third. choice, and on and on. But uh, look, there are guys who are high first round draft choices. Uh, Tim Couch, first player picked in the draft, and he did not have much of a career. So it's not where you're drafted; it's how you play. Now, every now, I still believe, I still believe that Jacksonville got it right. I still believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to turn out to be an elite. NFL quarterback, but he has to be coached properly. That's why I think Doug Peterson, if he gets that job, is going to be great for Trevor Lawrence. But Jalen Hurts keeps improving and improving and improving. The the one argument I have with some of the writers and with some of the fans is they they talk about his modest arm strength. It's just not true. With my own eyes, I have seen him fire lightning bolts. You go back, Dan. I'm sure you saw the replay of the, the play of the Washington game two weeks ago where he escaped, and on full run, he fired a, a laser to Greg Ward, who had cleared and had a window about three inches on each side. I mean, he has plenty of arm strength, plenty. I'm not saying he can throw it with the velocity of um, of, of somebody like Herbert, I mean, Justin Herbert has an amazing arm. But here's something interesting: In, at the combine, where they measure arm velocity, uh, it was it was Justin Herbert throwing at 55 miles an hour, and Hertz throwing at 54 miles an hour. Yeah, that's one mile an hour difference. So he has plenty of arm, and he has leadership, and he has tremendous mobility. I mean, there were times, and I'm not I'm not criticizing. Um, I'm not criticizing uh, Minshew, but Minshew in the last game of the season that didn't mean anything would come up and step out of the pocket and run a few steps downfield and then slide. If it had uh, Jalen Hurts right there, he would have run for 40 yards with those opportunities. He has that kind of speed.
0: You know, you, you know Meryl. I've been telling everybody here that since week eight, there's only one team that's got a better record than the Philadelphia Eagles that's the San Francisco 49ers they're 8 and 3 and the Eagles are 7 and 4. I mean, Nick Sirianni, has he shocked you? Has he surprised you? And you know, it's one thing to talk with him in the exhibition season. It's one thing to hear a vision, but but to see a rookie coach, we Jimmy Johnson was one in 15, Merrill. I mean, Tony Dungy lost his first eight games. As the Buccaneer head coach, I can go yeah. down the list: Parcells' losing record, Belichick' losing record, all of these guys. Has Sirianni well, surprised you?
1: Well, I I think he surprised a lot of people because the the big reaction when he was named the head coach was who? Right. I mean, nobody knew Nick Sirianni. He, I mean, everybody knew Robert Sala was going to be a head coach. He was the guy who got the close-ups on TV and and some of the other coordinators. Uh, you, you knew that these guys were going to get the head coaching jobs. But as far as Nick was concerned, he came out of the blue. And he was not particularly comfortable with his early press conferences, but he was very, very down to earth and very sincere and has tremendous enthusiasm and passion. And it's not something that he puts on. He just has it. He loves the game. He loves coaching. He comes from a coaching family where his father is a head coach or was a head coach his brothers were coaches he comes from a football family so he has football instincts and he knows what he knows he is confident in his football knowledge and that is transmitted to his players he has total respect from this team you can only fool guys so long and then they see through you but he is he is very very genuine. And he is a very bright guy, knows how to handle people. I'll give you a good example. Uh, Yesterday at his media conference, Dan, somebody said, well, what are you going to do to get them ready for this game? And he said, nothing different. He said, every game is important. You want them up for every single game. As a matter of fact, when you look at this team, the last
0: I think we lost an audio there. Let's see if we can end up reconnecting here a little bit here with, with Merrill here. And he was saying some really about, you know, Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni since week eight has done such an amazing job. I think with really listening to his players, listening to his assistant coaches and the things that he was doing there, make no mistake about it has resonated with the team. You see them all rowing, basically in the same direction here. You see every single guy buying into what's being put out there um, from the coaching staff. And for you to be able to keep a locker room, remember something, guys, at the start of the football season, you're two and five. You're struggling just to keep your head above water. You're struggling because you're a brand-new head football coach and you're sitting in that locker room and you've got to kind of still try to sell blind faith to your football team, let's let's not forget that. I mean, Sirianni and that staff had to sit there in the middle of that season, and they had to they had to reevaluate what they were doing. They did it on the fly. Do you know how much that is going to resonate with players inside the locker room when you can not only just in game adjustment, but when we're talking about a scenario where coaching philosophy changes. And it results in you starting to win ball games. Like I said, okay, you're seven and four since week eight. Hopefully we're going to be able to reconnect here with our friend Meryl Reese here in a second here, but he was on it there with, with with Nick and what he was able to do, man. I mean, there's not been a person that I've spoken to that has not been shocked with what has happened with the football team since week eight. They have one of the better defensive football teams. Look at what they've done. They've given up 18 or fewer points in these games since week eight. You're talking about the number one rush offense in the national football league. You're talking about a team that's throwing up 30 points. So make no mistake that what they have been able to do, they've done this on the fly. When you can adjust like that on the fly, Not just in-game scenarios. It's pretty remain. Look, right, Big Chris? From the time that we saw week one to week eight, the the Eagle team since week eight has been completely different. It's been a completely different football team. Make no mistake about it. It's been different because the coaching staff sat there and said, this is who we are. We're, we're, We're doing things right now. And we're trying to put that square peg into a round hole like I was telling you that they were doing at the beginning of the season. Okay? I mean, for them to be able to catch a new gear, so to speak, to get themselves in a position where you ended up getting yourself better. They've gotten better every week. And I'll tell you what, the slip-up game against the Giants, I thought was going to end up coming back to haunt them. Samuel says, we're more physical than the 49ers. Samuel, I don't believe that. You're not because you get the majority of your run game coming out of the quarterback position. The 49ers don't do that with their quarterback. Their quarterback is not looking to get yardage running the ball. Garoppolo is a drop-back passer. That's just to line it up. Offensive line, and they're gonna go back after you there like that. So know that, okay? So just know that. We're hopefully we're gonna just get a couple last comments um with our great friend uh, Merrill Reese and get his thoughts here in a second here to finish this baby up because I think this is gonna be a great opportunity for Jalen hurts here. Big Chris says because Nick fell into a trap after week one, passing all over the that RPO thing, man. That's what everybody thought that his skill set was going to be. Steven, that 49ers defensive line is enormous and fast and quick and good. I believe they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. You mark my words. That 49ers football team, my opinion, I think the 49ers are going to run the Cowboys over. You cannot be a finesse team and play against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, in my opinion, I thought they beat the Rams up. The 49ers are for real. And, and you know what's funny? They kind of run the ball the same way that the Eagles run the ball. I'm back. There we go. Here our good friend Merrill. Merrill, you were talking about Sirianni and what changed from week eight to where we are now. And if you've been surprised with how he's been able to adjust the way he was able to, right there on the fly, it's almost like an in-game adjustment. I think
1: uh, there are a lot of things. This team just grew. It just became more comfortable. Jalen Hurts continued to improve. The running backs, the offensive line. Dan, I I don't know that there's a better offensive line in the National Football League than this one. That they lost the two guards, but the anchors are Jason Kelsey who was an elite center. Over on the right side is Lane Johnson didn't make the Pro Bowl this year but Plays at an all-pro level. And at the other side, a monster by the name of Jordan Mailata, who is you know, 6'8", 360 pounds. He is just a great, great player. So, uh, again, somebody who played at a Pro Bowl level. I think he will become a Pro Bowler next year. And once that happens, he'll be a Pro Bowler for the next 10 years. You know how that works. So they have a great offensive line. They have a very, very good running back room with Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, little Boston Scott. He's something. The rookie, Kenneth Gainwell. They had a guy play against Dallas, Jason Huntley, a good football player, but there's no room to bring him up into the 46-man the, the roster this week. But it's deep in that area, and the defense is playing better.
0: Is uh, Miles Sanders going to play? Have you heard anything if he's going to play this weekend?
1: Uh, the only thing that uh, Doug said is that uh, it's looking hopeful. It's he, he's optimistic. Right. I mean, he'll he'll play rap till, because the break is in his left hands. So he'll they'll do something, but they think he's
0: going to play right now. Boy, I'll tell you something. He's in that backfield. That's a whole different football team. I want to ask you this question here, Merrill. Don't don't use Jalen Hurts in this conversation. Who's been the most improved Eagle this year in 2021, not named Jalen Hurts? Okay, I'm going to give you
1: a name that, that the nation really isn't that familiar with. He was, a, he was an undrafted free agent two years ago, and right now he is playing middle linebacker at a very high level, and his name is T.J. Edwards. He is the guy who has really risen to the top. He, he'd be one. Absolutely. And maybe i can I can throw in some other names of guys who didn't play that much before, but are are making a mark right now. and one of those is Quez Watkins, number sixteen. He's pretty good. he's he might be the fastest man on the squad.
0: Do you see any comparisons to that Super Bowl team and that story going into this playoffs here? There's experience. There's a guy, there's guys that have played in that game. There's leadership in that locker room. I love what they did with Kelsey, too. He goes out, gets the snap, they take him out of the game. I totally dug that. That's great respect. That's organizational respect, too, as you know, Merrill. Sure. That's not just something I think the fans probably think that that's just, you know, gratuitous. But as you know, nothing's given in that league. And so when you're getting that kind of respect, that's an organizational thing. But are there any similarities on a storyline? Because I can't think many people thought, when you looked at that Eagle team, a lot of things went right. A lot of injuries to the quarterback position on other football teams. There were upsets. Things rolled. They were rolling going into the playoffs. Foles got on this magical run. Do you see any similarities to this year compared to I what don't. Guys did?
1: I, I honestly don't, Dan. And the reason I don't is because, don't forget, I think that was a 13-3 and team. Yeah. And that was a team that where at that point of the season, Carson went down in the Rams game. He was probably the MVP of a league at that point. So I think this is a totally different story. This is a team that's nine and eight. And the one critic critical thing that you can say about them, or the one thing that, that makes you question some of that, is they have not beaten the team with a losing record. I mean, you can't can't take that out of the equation. But you can only play who's on your schedule. And they went from two and five to you know a, a sequence where they won seven of their last eight games. So they're, they've, they've come along. They're a lot better than they were at midseason. The, they have a terrific coach who, who inspires players, a player's coach. Doug was that. Doug was a terrific coach. And when Jeffrey Lurie fired him, he said there were differences of opinions, but he said Doug Peterson really doesn't deserve to be fired. I'll tell you what. Whatever team hires Doug Peterson right now is getting a terrific, terrific coach. He's, he's a winner. He's a winner. And I have the feeling that that Nick Sirianni, Sirianni has that same passion and has the ability to get the same kind of respect and following from his players.
0: Absolutely. Finally here, Merrill, what gives the Eagles the puncher's chance to beat the Buccaneers on Sunday and move on to the second round? The
1: fact that they're not going in there scared. Uh, mm. Nick was asked about this yesterday. He was asked, uh, How do you, you know, how do you, you might have lost me when I told you how do you prepare the team for the playoffs? Did you hear what I said? No, I didn't. Go ahead. He he said, He basically said, You don't change anything. You take it as another game because this team really has had every game for the last six weeks or seven weeks has been like a playoff game because they had no margin for error. And as far as having players who think going on this big space stage and into this glaring spotlight, Keep in mind there are quite a few guys on this roster who were on Super Bowl, the full Super Bowl championship team. And then you add the young players, you add Jalen Hurts, you add Devontae Smith, you add Landon Dickerson. Is there a bigger stage in the national championship game? So nobody is going in scared. They're going in, they're going in with, with a lot of pride and a lot of energy. And I think they're going to do all right. Although, to be honest with you, they are the underdog for a reason. You're talking about the Bucks. You're talking about the, defend, the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. And you're talking about the greatest quarterback, if not one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived. So the Eagles have a long way to measure up to that. But, but they can go out there. And who knows? You get a break here. You get a call there. You come up with two turnovers.
0: And strange things can happen. I'll tell you, I tell people this. Everything that you said, you got me fired up. I feel like I want to go play 60. Let's go, man. I mean, I got the GOAT. I got the defending champion. I got the place they played the Super Bowl. It's a great rivalry going all the way back to Donovan's Day when we're talking Buccaneers and Eagles. Hey, man, come on, Merrill. Let's go, man. Hey, have a great broadcast.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm ready, and I'll tell you, Jalen Hurts is ready too because he just loves to play. He can't wait to get out there. And, I can't. Uh, I can't and, wait to And I think it. he's
0: going to equate himself very, very well. I do too, Merrill. Thank you so much for taking time with us. Thank you again, my friend. I appreciate it. Have a great call. Thank you, Dan. It's always fun to be on with you. Thank you so much, Merrill Reese, with us. All right, guys, hit that like button. We'll respond to things that he said. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for
3: the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits.
2: Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
4: Good day, everyone. It's Joe Kraus from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Jack, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team. And also experience Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: So, Jalen's mom's in here with us, so I want to throw this at her here. Your Eagle fans made me take my Buccaneer helmet down and put my Hurricane helmet up. I had had to put my Hurricane helmet up. Miss Hurts, they made me put my Hurricane helmet up instead of, okay, instead of my Buck helmet. (laughs) Hey, Pam, you tell me if this is going to be a true statement that I'm going to make about Jalen here. I made this yesterday about Jalen, okay? Follow me. Your son has been set up for this moment like no other quarterback that's in the NFC. Follow me here. He had his job taken from him at Alabama. He went to Oklahoma, changed the narrative there, put that team in the semifinals, became a Heisman candidate. Was a second-round draft choice. There's a narrative on him, Mrs. Hurts, and you know what that is? Can he win the big one? This week against Tom Brady, he plays well. He wins. He leads his team into Raymond James. People are going to look at Jalen Hurts completely different than what they thought of prior to that Sunday game. Guys, I said this yesterday to you. Do you know how many times you get to change what a narrative is on you as a player? You're a late round draft choice, you're a first round bust. You don't get a chance to to right the ship. People look at Gardner Minshew as a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. There's no way he can change that unless he gets an opportunity. Look at what Rich Gannon had to go through all those years before he won an MVP. Eight different football teams. They looked at him as a backup. You got something here where now you got a chance to go against the GOAT. And this kid has been raised for this moment. Embarrassed on the national stage by Saban. Didn't bug him. I'll tell you something, too. Mrs. Hurts, you you raised a great kid. Because the first thing I said to guys like Mario Cristobal, who were the O-line coach back in the day there, I told Mario, man, I said, that kid was a great teammate. He didn't cause any shit with anybody. He was just a great teammate. Then he leads his team, teammates at Oklahoma. Now he's leading his teammates here. It's pretty remarkable. Okay? It's pretty remarkable. I loved what Merrill Reese said. Merrill Reese, without a doubt, thinks that he's going to be ready to go. He is I'll tell you, two guys have won him over. Maybe it doesn't shock you, too. They're two Bama kids, right? Jalen and Devontae. You know, I mean, you fall in love with guys like that because you know why? Character matters, folks. Character matters. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. It's got to be something you stand for. Leadership, desire, hard work. Champions are made when the lights aren't on. Okay. Champions aren't made when the lights are on you. When you're by yourself and you're training, people saying you can't do it, people not liking you, people think you're not talented enough. You see that quarterback for Georgia last night? What was that kid's name? That kid last night had to walk on, go to junior college, come back, get a scholarship. And he leads his team to a national championship. Hey, (laughs) that's what it's all about, man. Stetson. Great. Absolutely. You know, I was asked a question earlier of my shock that Jonathan Gannon got an opportunity at interviewing for the head coaching job in Denver. No, I'm not. I'm not shocked. Not at all. His defense has done a nice job in the second half. Again, not against superior talent or teams. Armand says, you put the work in, Philly will love you forever. Just ask Jaws. Absolutely. Sills, what you said about Hurts. Absolutely. Stetson's not an NFL quarterback. No, he's not. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for coming aboard, man. Love the show. Eagles are going to shock the world. I love it. Do me a favor, guys. Mike reminds me. Please hit the like button. You guys are spectacular. Thank you. Pamela Hertz needs to be on the show as a guest. I'd love to have her, man. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Jacob Media. They've now hit the 10,000K mark on subscriptions. Congratulations, guys. We thought we would do it on our show. Congratulations. It's been a big year. It's been a big year for this show, man. Hey, Akhtar, absolutely, brother. 49ers are going to beat the piss out of the Cowboys. Hey, Matt Hatter, that game last night, had as much defensive talent as I've seen on a football field for a college football game in a long time, okay? That was something special. Sills Niners beating the girls will be our Super Bowl, okay? Jalen Hurts runs for 200 yards. <laughs> Muhammad, congrats. Jacob Media, absolutely, man. You guys really did a spectacular job now at 10,000. One of the fastest-growing sports channels on YouTube, and we're proud to have our show in that conversation as well. One of the fastest shows uh, growing on YouTube also when it comes to sports. Mrs. Hertz, you raised a winner. Even if we lose, we're very excited about the future with Jalen. Isn't that great for him? I got I've got a daughter that I'm going to go and watch play this season for her rugby at Grand Canyon. First game is Arizona State. She played last year. She was spectacular. There's nothing like watching your kid perform like that. Now, I get a little nervous because it's rugby and it's my daughter, but I can tell you this, man. Watching my kid play, I get just as much satisfaction, okay, watching my daughter play. Man, it's great, just watching her play. My, my wife even says the same thing. My wife goes like this. Man, must be awesome watching you watch this.
2: I was like, yeah, man.
0: I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah, hey, thank you, George. I appreciate it, brother. Ken, thank you, 99. Hey, listen, I got to take a timeout, okay? We'll talk about this Buccaneer team. By the way, there's a debate. That the media are making for Brady to be the most valuable player over Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about this Buccaneer team a little bit more. Carson Wentz, by the way, okay. I don't believe he's the future in Indianapolis. I know you guys were right in the end. I'll explain. Please hit the like button. Love our conversations. Fast, fast first hour. Hour two coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
3: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits,
2: go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
4: Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, So excited to introduce Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team. And also experience Krause's Coat Check. Nicole IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers.
0: Cheers.
3: Go for the midnight tears, go for the game, go for the hits,
2: go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort, book your trip at theoceanac.com,
0: hour two so you tools made me take my buck helmet down okay you 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 tools said Silio, it's buccaneer eagle week don't have your buck helmet up all right so i i i put the hurricane helmet up jesus criminy can't watch your show man with the buck helmet behind you kid okay hey and by the way With Jalen's mom in here now, too. So she's probably, you probably were right. Because if she saw the she saw the buck helmet, she probably would have said, I'm out of here. Forget it. This is not for me. This is not for me, right? Real cool. Thanks, guys. Please hit the like button. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Hey Sills. About where are you located in California? I'm in the high desert. Why? You want to come rob me, Saint? (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm right here. Next to the phone booth. (laughs) No, man, I'm good. Uh, I'm in Escondido, dude. It's all good, man. I challenge people to come up the driveway. How you doing? Now you can't leave. (laughs) I tell you, I got to get a T-shirt. Now you can't leave. Dude, if I was the offensive line for the Eagles, I I would have that in that Kelly Green underneath my shoulder pads. Now you can't leave. (laughs) right? Oh, yeah. Dude, if I'm the Eagles, this is what I'd like to tell the Buccaneer guys. We're going to run the football, and there's not quite anything you can do about it. We're going to think we're like playing in the SEC, and we're playing Vanderbilt, and I'm going to run your ass over. There's not really anything you can do about it. You see, when you, when you have a running attack, like the 49ers, like the Eagles, like Titans do, there's nothing you can do about it. See, when you're, when, when you're, a, um, when you're a finesse team, you know, finesse and this, and I hate finesse anything. I guess I'm not much of a foreplay guy. I want to get right to it. Let's go. Let's play some ball, man. Let's go win this baby. John says, Pamela Hurts, I root for you, for your son, big time. I hope he becomes the best quarterback in Eagles history. I believe in him. He's got potential. That's awesome, man. He's a hard worker. You made somebody great. Man, as a mom, as a parent, hearing that, my kid's the greatest kid on the planet. But when other people say that, do you know how... You know how great it is to have, like, my daughter's coach send pictures of my daughter working with other people when the lights aren't on? Do you know how cool that is? Coach sent me a picture. There's my daughter working with someone two hours after practice. And I'm sitting here going like, man, my kid, I don't know where she got that from because it it ain't me. (laughs) I don't know where she got – but she's a tremendous human being. I guess as a parent, you're hoping that one day – you know, you just push them along a little bit further. You know what I mean? That they're a better person than you. I strive for that. I told you guys this before. My testament's not going to be any of the things I've accomplished or my show or whatever. My testament's my kid. The impact that she'll have on others. That's, that's my testament. That's who she is. George says, the way you talk about your daughter is straight up inspiring. She inspires me, George. I don't talk at my daughter. I talk with my daughter. Okay? I never talk down to her. I talk with her. Because, you know, hey, just I'm very proud of her. No, no, no. You're not getting the Buccaneer thing being taken down. That was my draft that's my draft banner. that stays. I took the freaking helmet down for you guys. I'm not rearranging my entire room. Next, you'll ask me to take down the thing I got from the President of the United States, albeit it was Richard Nixon, but hey, who, keep, who who's keeping score? <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, I want the Kelly Greens. Can you imagine Jalen and that team coming out of the tunnel and Raymond James, and you got the Kelly Greens on? <laughs> right? ha uh, leave the banner. Take the cannolis. I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's halfway covered. Thank you. Yeah, but get this. Hold on, William. It's covered up with a giant jersey. My Hall of Fame uncle's jersey. Yeah. That jersey, by the way, I know some of you are new to the show. My uncle is Andy Robostelli, and he was inducted into the New York Giants Ring of Honor, and he's a pro football Hall of Famer. And that's his uh, Ring of Honor jersey that he went into the Giants Ring of Honor with. He passed away a few years back, and that, I inherited that. And so that's um, – he was my mentor, Andy Robostelli. I think he's one of the very few players that won the most valuable player award as a defensive um, football player. I think him and Lawrence Taylor are the only players to win the MVP award. And, um, yeah, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, of course. So, oh, no, 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 George, this was years ago. This was, I think, it's six that he passed away, maybe 10, something like that up. Family's family. Thank you, guys. How many stud athletes do you have in your family? Well, my daughter's one. Me, I can't jump over a ruler now. This is what you got. <laughs> right? Okay. I can't jump over a ruler anymore, but back in the day, I ran four eights. I was kind of fast. Oh, Bobby Valentine is also in my family. He's also a cousin, Bobby V. Bobby Valentine, uh, Robustelli, my wonderful daughter. Got a boatload of people. Ken, sorry to hear that, brother. Your service to our country is something that will always be remembered, and uh, as Abraham Lincoln says, sacrifice for our country's security and safety can never be forgotten. Mustache Valentine. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Carson Wentz, you guys proved one thing to me. Hey, by the way, if there's one thing that we have learned that Jalen does have over Carson Wentz, is a backbone. And I'll tell you, to hear Frank Wright today, when asked the question whether or not if Carson Wentz was going to be the starting quarterback in 2022, and to hear Frank just absolutely kind of bail on that question just tells you the state of mind right now that the Colts are. You think the Colts want that first-round pick, or do you think they would rather have Carson Wentz? What do you think they'd rather have right now? Phillyopolis may have said it best I think the game comes down to what The Chargers game was Like Hertz brings us back But defense loses it at the end Because it's Brady Man, William That could be That was a horrific ending To lose to a two-win Jags team Can't happen You can't, you're win, you're in. Skate, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you, my friend. Can't lose a game like that. Can't lose that game. You have to win that game. They traded for you. They surrendered a first-round draft choice for you and multiple picks. They're paying you a king's ransom. You can't hold them for ransom When you put people like that in jeopardy of losing their job because you shit the bed. That guy shit the bed. Can't do that. That position doesn't give you that latitude. You see, let me just say this to you, too. Big Seals get the statewide vodka ready for after the Eagles kick the ass of the Bucks. Like it. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you something in the NFL. Pamela Hertz knows this. Jalen knows this. Nick Sirianni knows this. You don't, get, you don't get graded on a bell curve. You know, it's, it's not like, well, you know, he's kind of good and, you know, we can kind of live. That's not how this is. When you're getting the kind of money, and not that he's getting paid enough, 3-2 over the next three years, that's a steal for the Eagles. Here, let's just say this to you. If Jalen Hurts was on the open market today, what do you think you'd have to pay him? You'd pay him more than you're paying that idiot in Cleveland right now. I'm not paying that guy $25 million. You know, they're paying him $18 million. You're paying Baker Mayfield $18 million to shit the bed like that. No, no. No, no. And would you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball for you? I don't think so. I don't think so. You need more out of that, man. Oh, well, my shoulders hurt. Hey, shut up, dude. Everybody's shoulders hurt. Everybody's hurt right now. Nobody's healthy. You know, you know I, I hear people saying, well, you know, Jalen needs a little bit more time. Hey, dude. Aaron Rodgers is playing with a broken toe. Last year, Brady played with he an played, he played um, injured knee. Welcome to the NFL, son. Excuses are not to be used with injury. That's an off-ramp. Well, you know, he's hurt. I don't care. I don't care he's hurt. Go out and ball, dude. Everybody in the NFL right now is injured. Nobody's healthy. And you add an extra game. Hey, thank you, NFL. Let's just add another week so that the players, when they go into the playoffs, hey, let's make them a little extra tired. Stupid, adding that 17th game. Dumb. Completely dumb. These players are going into this now, and you're banged up going into the playoffs. So let's let's play another week of games. Cash register never stops with the NFL. Bunch of pigs sometimes the way they are. Then you play on a Thursday. Oh, let's player safety. <laughs> the gimmick stuff with the COVID, the Thursday games, the extra week. Oh yeah, player safety. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't buy it. Don't ever believe it. Remember something: the media propaganda. The professional. Do you know what the media is? The media are like strippers. They're professional liars. Media are professional liars. Okay? Just always remember that. Twist and turn the narrative into it fitting their book. That's all it is. They're professional liars. Everybody's playing hurt. That's right. Big Chris says even Stern went soft. Yeah, because you know why? Now he's pretending that he's some liberal. When he made a career out of slamming Jews, blacks, Italians, Irish, all kinds of racist blackface stuff back in the day. Oh, he never did that, though. Of course he went. Big Chris, it's not the same. He doesn't want to be perceived that. He did all those things back in the day. Now yeah, whatever, guy. Whatever. But, dude, I'll tell you something that will not change with me is how I see Wentz now. Carson Wentz is not a winner. That guy's not a winner. guy's a good football player. He's a good football player. He ain't a winner, though. Winners don't act like that. Winners don't moan and cry when situations don't fit perfectly. You're always supposed to be looking in the front window, not in your rear view If your best highlights – are in your rear view. You've not done enough at building your future. You've not done enough. Muhammad says Wentz gives up. Dude. That's why I love boxing. You, you, you've got to listen to Ali and Frazier talk about how they fought in Manila and how Ali said he's close closest he's ever been to death. But he was going to get up in the 15th round. And Eddie Futch, the trainer for Frazier, just said, son, I love you too much. I can't let you go out there. He goes, you stop this fucking fight, I'll kill you. He goes, I can't let you go, son. I love you too much. He thought Frazier would die right there in the 15th round. Ali and Angelo goes, I got the book. Angelo goes, stand up, stand up, stand up. Ali fainted after it was called. That's What it takes to be a pro athlete You put your guts on the line Put your ass on the line Every day Eye in the sky don't lie Damn right man When you play professional sports Or you play high level college sports You put your ass on the line Every day I'm not fucking coming off the field for nothing I'm not surrendering Not surrendering. That's what this kid Jalen Hurts has. Okay, you lost your job in Alabama. Okay, what does he do? He goes to Oklahoma. (laughs) Two goes to Oklahoma. Puts a team in the semifinals. Pretty impressive. Look at all the different coordinators and different kind of systems he had to learn. Tells you how smart he is, too. By the way, you know the one thing that they're not talking about enough on Hurts is his how brilliant he is, how smart the kid is. Do you, do you know how hard it is to have four different coordinators in five years and to learning all of this? and to know, It's like learning four different languages. When, they get, when you get a playbook and you get a professional playbook, I, I, I sir, it's like this thick for the defense and that thick for the offense. And you're going through these plays, triple wide set, 32, screen, middle toss. With an X pattern, you're like this. What's that mean? What, what what does triple cross mean? What's the technique on triple cross? What's that supposed to? I don't understand. You're asking all these questions. I don't know what the technique is on a triple cross. Do I have to have my head thir- on the front side or back side? Do I am I in a three technique, two technique, one technique? Well, three means on a three cross, it's a three technique. Three cross is three technique. You can learn a three technique in one defense, and then you can learn a three X technique on another, and it means completely something different. You know my coach used to tell me? Hit the dude in the middle. (laughs) He used to just go like this. Hey, hit the dude in the middle. (laughs) Okay? Hit the dude in the middle. Hey, thank you, guys. Eastside Monster, thank you, guys. Please hit the like button, man. I really appreciate it. Big Sills. What do you think? Writing the letter to the Washington football team says about Jalen. I think it's a cool little way of getting under someone's skin. Division rival? Hey, fix your freaking stadium. My Eagle fans came up to wish me a good performance versus your team, and you almost got them killed. Fix your crappy-ass stadium. I know why FedEx now is in Landover. Nobody goes. Fix it. Hey, Daniel Snyder, instead of paying for those hooker cheerleaders with your advertisers, why don't you fix the railing? That's kind of how I heard it.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, that's kind of how I heard it. Um, and, and from what I understand, I think Mrs. Hertz will say that was in the letter. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm kidding. Uh Oh man. Hey, yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't, I, don't. <laughs> I, I made that up. Okay. All right, man. Yeah. Really cool. All right, guys, do me a favor, man. Hey, please hit the like button, man. Tony, love you too, brother. Why is Daniel Snyder still the owner? I don't know, man. That guy's been a train wreck. He's a racist. I think he's a sexist. I think all those things about that owner. I think that guy runs that program, and I have no idea. You took that franchise away from Richardson in Carolina because of issues inside the front office. Daniel Snyder gets to buy out his minority shareholders, and now he's the main shareholder that's um, with the Washington team now. They gave him a raise, basically. Boy, he's got some pictures on Goodell for sure. All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. I do want to hit on some of the playoff games this weekend, too. We'll talk a little bit about that. MVP, Buccaneers and Eagles. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
3: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits.
2: Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
4: Good day, everyone. It's Joe Kraus from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's coats and with Brian's help, and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Code Check, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Code Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers.
0: football show big sales. Hey, this can be a tough room this can be a tough room man i love it too man i do i love that kind of shit i just do please hit the like button you guys have been great thank you so much <laughs> chris we comments we got a dude that's on suicide watch this weekend by hey brian good stuff there man Chuck, it up, Sports Philly. Silly, will you continue to, hey, I missed that. Damn it. I missed that, man. Robert says firing Flores is the biggest mistake. But it's the Dolphins, Robert. Since when do the Dolphins make good decisions at anything they do? Firing, firing Brian Flores is probably the greatest thing ever happened to him. Because he gets away from poor ownership. You can't win if you have poor ownership or meddling ownership. You can't. People getting in the way, people not allowing you to do your job, people thinking they know better than you. You know, don't you hate that boss that hires you and then says, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do it this way? Then why'd you hire me? Do you know how many people have done that to me in my career? So I go to some place I have massive success, Number one in the market in my sports world men twenty five fifty four. Everywhere I went except two places, okay? And why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it that way? I found out after a while I wasn't doing it anyway. And I wasn't being me. The great coaches take the talent that you drafted, and instead of trying to change it, they try to enhance it. All the things that make you great, why take it away? Why do all those things? Okay? By the way, this just in, the New York Giants have fired Joe Judge. That's not a shocker. So now the Giants are looking for a head coach. Doug Peterson, would he take that job? Can you imagine Doug Peterson as the head football coach of the New York Giants coaching against the Eagles twice a year? Man. Man, I know that organization very well. I've known that organization since I was 12 years old. I know the Maras. I know all those people, and they're going to be looking to right the ship. I cannot believe that the New York Giants have been a shit show this this amount of years, okay? It's been a shit show. I I, I cannot believe how bad it's been. Dave Gettleman had five years to build an O-line, and he could never get it right. The quarterback's not right in Daniel Jones. He sporadically shows that he's a decent player, but he's not a great one. Okay? So there's so many holes. If you're Russell Wilson, you're looking for a place with a good old line. Aren't you tired of getting hit like you were in Seattle? That's not a place for you. I think the New York Giants, I think they're going to go after a very young coach. I think they're going to go after somebody that will take a first job if I'm Eric bien Enemy, I stay as far away from that job as I possibly can. Unless you're landing Russell Wilson and you're going to start, but where are you going to get your old line? Okay, where are you going to get the offensive line? And by the way, if that were me, I'd hire John Dorsey. John Dorsey is a hell of a person when it comes to personnel. Look what he did in Kansas City for Andy Reid. Look what he did in Cleveland by building that roster up. He's a nightmare to deal with, but John Dorsey knows personnel. He knows how to evaluate it. Don't be shocked if Joe Banner's name gets thrown around there a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked there. Also, Scott Pioli. Scott Pioli has a lot of New York Giant ties. If I'm not mistaken, guys, can you help me out on this? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Scott Pioli is related to Parcells. He was the former GM of the New England Patriots with, um, um, with Belichick. BF, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Really mean it. I hope they don't get Flores. He, he could be an issue. Dre, Brian Flores is a great coach. He was just in a crappy scenario. By the way, there's another organization that sided with the front office, and they kept Chris Greer. Chris Greer is the guy that drafted Tua instead of Herbert. Why would you keep that guy? Why would you keep a guy who picked the wrong quarterback? Akbar says, love Dougie P, my Super Bowl coach. Hope he lands in Jacksonville. With <laughs> Jake, my boy's has gone. He's got a lot of money, man. Four is a good woke hire for New York. Yeah, but he ain't a woke dude. Okay. That won't fit with him. He ain't that guy. Okay? Flores is not he ain't that kind of guy, bro. You know, he, he he's 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 a pretty tough guy. He was adamant he didn't want to him. He wanted Justin Herbert. And that was some of the conflict that it had with the Dolphins. I agree. Great! Don't want to see him twice a year, no doubt, man. I, I I don't know he gets that New York job. You know, I know he's interviewing for the Bears. Brian Flores, Ian says the Washington Football needs to buy the rights to the Sentinels. It's going to be the Admirals. From what I understand, the new name of the New York or Washington Football team is going to be the Admirals. BF says Tua stinks, man. You know, hey, hey. BF, do you know what, though? You know what's crazy? I think Tua has as many wins as Justin Herbert does. DB, Bill O'Brien to New York, the Giants, that could be. That's something to keep an eye out. I know there's ties in there with Coughlin. I think Bill O'Brien's got ties with Tom Coughlin. And I think there's a giant, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's kind of like some circle thing up there, and I think that he knew Tom Coughlin. Um, the Washington Clowns, they've been a clown show since Daniel Snyder. I don't know who's the worst owner, the owner of the Knicks, James Dolan, or Daniel Snyder. James Dolan is an absolute douche. When you're worried about more of what's on the T-shirts than your football team, or excuse me, your uh, basketball team, and you're worried about what people are doing at Madison Square Garden than that crappy product you have on the floor, my oh, man, need to get a reality check. It's a tie. Thank you, Matt Hatter, dude. Washington or the Knicks? <laughs> hey, you know what I would do if I were the Sixers? Send Ben Simmons ass to the Knicks. I don't care who they, I don't care who they bring uh, to Philly in exchange. Could be a Gardener. Could be a guy who takes the trash out at MSG. I don't care. Just and I would trade Ben Simmons right now for a garbage collector. Okay, I want him to be the best garbage collector he could possibly be because he's gonna take care of my arena. But I'm gonna I'm trading him for a dude that works in sanitation. That's how much I hate Ben Simmons. <laughs> So How about this, Chris? I got a name for the Washington team. You ready? How about the Washington Gropers? Does that have a ring to it? Snyder <laughs> Schneider, Schneider is okay with that behavior in his organization. Oh, that's, by the way, according to the emails. The Washington Gropers. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> what a great franchise, too. And he's just totally trashed it. O'Brien sucks. Hey, Timothy, you must be a Bama guy. Hey, Mohammed, right? The Washington Gropers. And here they come. What would their colors be? Pink? Okay, I mean, you can't have the Washington Gropers. You'd have a face mask with a big mouth on it. <laughs> He's such a train wreck, Daniel Snyder. Just make the most obnoxious thing you can think of. And it fits. Surprise, it's not the Washington Snyders. Okay, fair enough. The Washington emails. Wait a minute. That could mean Hillary. How about the Washington Clintons? (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop. I'll stop. (laughs) The Washington Clintons. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh boy! <laughs> Wait, the Washington Pelosis. You think that fits? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me stop. Okay, algorithms. <gasps> yeah, let me do the playoffs here. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> I got so many more names now going through my head. Okay, leave it alone, Logan. Vince Foster, I know where you're going. You're not leading me there. Logan, Vince Foster, you're not leading me there. You're not. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys are too much, man. The Washington woke mob. Look at what we've done here, Xander. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Joe Judd's going to crawl back to Belichick? You meet like Matt Patricia did? Hey, man. Hey, this is all the coaches. Looks like the rain, for- rain forecast for Sunday's game against the Bucks. Yeah! Rain, mud, run the ball. That's right, man. No dinner before you eat play the game. Just go out there, man. I want you hungry, man. Rain. Wait a minute. Rain, Florida? Hmm, okay. Wow, that's a stretch. (laughs) Snow, Philadelphia, January. Rain, Florida. (laughs) Right? Terrence says, I can't find you on iHeartRadio. (laughs) Hey. Hey. I'm in the secret file for iHeart. <laughs> I worked for those fish for 15 years too, Terrence. 15 years I worked for them dudes. Cilio. I'm like Moses. His name will be struck from all tablets going forward. <laughs> the name Silio will not be spoken in the halls of iHeartMedia, ever again. <laughs> All interviews and shows of Silio will be deleted <laughs> forever. Never mention his name again in the halls of iHeartMedia. You are banished for life, liberty, and justice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Matt PC. Here 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 here's how I'd have to cover like the Eagles. Here I'll pretend I'm WIP. So what do you think, guys? Do you think they really have a chance against the Buccaneers on Sunday? Oh, man, I think they've really done a really great job. Howie's a wonderful person. I've had dinner with them. My God almighty, they're really great. Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. Do we air the Eagles? Oh, we air them? Oh, I love these guys. These guys in the front office. Do we air the Sixers? We do? Okay. Love Daryl Morey fantastic. Do we air the Phillies? No. They suck. That guy, Bryce Harper, better deliver a World Series title or he sucks. I don't care how many MVPs he wins. We're not airing anything like pregame show or anything. No coaches show. No Girardi show. No. That Girardi better win. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Thank you very much, Fred. I appreciate it. All good, man. The Washington creditors. Oh, <laughs> uh, give this man an Oscar. Thank you. Hey, Greg, right? Shills, I can't find you on iHeart. Thank you, doctor. Man. Logan says never mentioned silly on iHeart Radio. We'll be back right after this message. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> Hang on. I got to take my 17th booster. I'm ready to play. <laughs> <clears throat> I just took my 17th Pfizer shot. Yeah, hey, no, the Washington Boosters. That's what they should call the team. Okay, the Washington Boosters. Or Booster 18. <laughs> Xander goes. What did you say? Xander goes like this. Get back on the I am on the rails. Talk, hey, don't get pissed off because your Bama boys got destroyed last night, okay? Thirty-three eighteen—that's <laughs> ass kicking. Sorry, guys. I hey, on the way to the whooping shed. Thirty-three eh. eighteen—I <laughs> wouldn't want that on a ring. <laughs> hey, if, if, if I get a ring for like being on the SEC championship. But in the national title game, I got crushed, 33-18. Nah, leave that one off, please. Oy. 33-18, let me think. In my time, my uh no. 33-18. Oy. Back on the rails. All right. Let's hit these playoff teams. Let's hit these playoff games. A little bit more on Eagles and Buccaneers. Guys, please hit the like button. Man, we're just flying through this thing. I can't thank you guys enough for coming aboard here. Thank you so much, man. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
3: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits.
2: Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
4: Good day, everyone. It's Joe Kraus from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, So excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Code Check, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Code Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
3: go for the midnight tears, go for the game, go for the hits,
2: go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
0: Just don't laugh at the glasses. Don't forget tonight. Neck of the Woods Brewing Company. Okay? Neck of the Woods Brewing Company. Right after the program here. Okay? 614 Lambs Road, number seven. Pittman, New Jersey. Crusty's Coats will be collecting slight worn coats and jackets. Gunn, Ellis, Barrett. McMullen, all going to be out there with live interviews and everything. So make sure you get on out there and see Big Joe. Saw a lot of um, great things for this here, too. So get out in time of need right now to help people. Again, just make sure you get out there, too. To the Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, starting at 6P Eastern Time, 614 Lambs Road, number 7, Pittman, New Jersey, 08071. Get out there and say hi. Be a good time for everyone out there, too. Hopefully I did that right. Oh, hey, by the way, Xander just said one of the worst live reads that he's ever heard. Well, let me hook you up on something here, junior kid. Okay? Things are generic and real here. Hi, this is Dan Silio for Nick of the Woods. Make sure tonight you get on out there, man, and really support Krause's coach. Have yourself a great time tonight. This really helps out. I just did it there what I do. This is what Big Sills does. Get on the rails that he hated my library. Oy vey. You know, I actually got suspended for just saying what I just said. Oy vey. The Washington Monument, you guys are still on that? Oh, God. Okay, hang on. Again, no goofing on the glasses. Okay. <laughs> no goofing on the glasses. There's certain pairs of glasses that I like. Okay, And the, then there's certain ones that fit me. don't make me throw up and these are called like readers. I'm getting a little older. They're okay. I just wanted to make sure where I was <laughs> Get your code checked. Thank you. And hey, get this and you don't get it back. When you check your code in, you don't get it back. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Okay, we just had it. Um. Randy Savage glasses. (laughs) Oh, man. Guys, hit the like button, please. Well, maybe after what Xander just said, maybe you won't hit the like button. I don't know. Okay, here. Let me see. Live read. Live read. Merrill Merrill Lynch. Rasul Robinson. Okay, so those are my those those are my winners so far. Mm. Chuck Schumer glasses. Who's Chuck Schumer? Oh, I know. Oh yeah, okay, I remember now. It's that guy in the Senate. Right? It's it, he's the guy that predicts the world's gonna end. Nancy Pelosi glasses. <laughs> I was gonna say dude, get me out of here. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go over here to the playoffs. Okay. Not, not not yet. Couple more 100,000 followers. I will go there. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Playoff Saturday games. Raiders and Bengals, who do you got? Boy, the Bengals are good, man, aren't they? Charles, appreciate you coming aboard, brother. Raiders, there's just something about them, though, man. Derek Carr refuses to lose. I love the dude. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. God, do you, do you think people even know who they are? Who you guys got here? Cincy? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Eric, I'm with you too. Bengals, Brandon. They're a good football team. Jeremiah, you got Raiders, huh? Yeah, I got Bengals too. And at home. Hey, Ken, I told you. Cute dudes. Not good. Patriots at Bills. Who you got in this one? I think the Bills are good. I think they're. I think they're. I think they're good. How about this? Of all the teams in the AFC, what team do you think can beat Kansas City at Arrowhead? I think the Bills can do it. I think they beat the Patriots. I got the Bills. Yep, I'm with you guys. Brandon's got the Pats. Dre's got the Pats. Yeah. These, um, I know, dudes. Right. It's Belichick. Sunday games. I'll lead the last one. Niners-Cowboys. Who you got? I buried the lead already on this one. I think the 49ers run their ass over. I think this is. Yeah, that's right. Judson, I think the Patriots are going to be good next year. Okay. Fred, Titans got to buy. 49ers-Cowboys. Tony, right? Tennessee compete the Pats. Okay. I got it. Now, what you meant? <clears throat> I got the 49ers waxing the Cowboys. I don't think this game's close. Dude, that kid, Samuel, is some ball player. Was he this good at South Carolina? Xander, do you remember him at South Carolina like that? This kid is some ball player. I don't remember him at South Carolina. That Samuels kid, was he that good? What I mean, were were the Gamecocks that good with him? I don't remember him there. Man, he is some ball player. I mean, I mean, it, that, that guy's as good as he gets on that side of the ball. He's tough. Matt Hatter, I, I just don't remember him when he was at South Carolina. I had to look it up, man. He's an SEC guy, not a shocker. Steelers and Chiefs, who you got? Chiefs at home. This ends it for Big Ben. He's into retirement. Hey, Big Ben, man, tremendous career. Is Big Ben a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Big Ben's a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. He is. He's first ballot. Eagles and Buccaneers. on a tuesday 2120 eagles jalen Rager with the game winning catch not kidding i hope that guy misses the bus on the way to raymond james let me just say this i hope he misses the bus that kid sucks shock the world 2624 eric bucks could give in. 34 30 eagles 2724 you guys are kind of under 30 i think the people under 30 are going to get it monday cards and rams you watch this i think the cards beat the rams remember i told you this i think the cards beat the rams I I do not trust Matthew Stafford. You got the Rams? Okay. I think the cards, man. I think they run the ball better. Dre Dog says he's got he's got the Rams. That dude, blame it on Hertz. <laughs> Charles says Rams 28 24. Oh, Connor's back. Chris, right? Connor's back for uh, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Big Moose says, man, DeAndre Hopkins is such a good – man, I would love to have DeAndre Hopkins on the Eagles for Jalen. Kent says, (laughs) 28-17. Armand St. says, Brady breaks his hip. Dude, what do you think? This guy goes, hey, I've fallen and I can't get up. Help me. Help me. I can't get... I've fallen and I can't get up. It's Tom Brady. Help me. Help me. It's <laughs> my NFL alumni card. How you doing? What the hell's that doing here? Crazy. Oh, yeah, probably something else you guys made me move. This is redic- ridiculous. You know I'm bringing my Buck hat back next week. I, I, I love my hurricane helmet, but it's all good. I mean, ugh. But on, man, right? Absolutely, man. So Jonathan Gannon, are you guys happy that Jonathan Gannon's getting interviewed by Denver? How come I feel that everyone's doing this? Hey, I hope he gets the Denver gig. I hope Gannon gets the Denver gig. Dude, he's had a good year, man. That's why he's getting interviewed. Kevin says, if we sack Brady, bro, you get to Brady, just like Georgia last night got to Bryce Young, that was the difference in the game this time around. The defensive personnel for Georgia got to Bryce Young, whereas in that SEC championship game, they didn't get to him. Got to. Still Scorpions. Rock you like a hurricane for intro music. Hey, you know, Scorpions is nice and all, but I like whiskey in a jar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a whiskey in a jar kind of guy. Yeah, or or, or Ice Cube. Ice Cube's got a hurricane song. You got to hit TB12, Fred. You're right. Got to move him up. Sinatra? No, I don't think so. As much as I like old Blue Eyes, but no, I don't think so. Mostly the Summer Wind. Mostly the reason why I like that song, the Summer Wind is because it's about Pisans, you know? It's about Italians. The Pope of Greenwich Village is one of my favorite movies. Love Metallica. Yeah, love Metallica. Oh, yeah, hey, that's a great one, Sammy. Hardgrave and Cox need to absolutely control the middle of that football field, man. You cannot get the Buccaneers going on a run game. They, they've got to control the middle there. Neil Diamond. Right, Armin. That's what I look like. What's that song they play at that shithole up in Fenway? Oh, Fenway? What's that thing, Sweet Caroline? Yeah, whatever. Red Sox. Everybody's a Red Sox fan now. I know. It's okay. They've been good for the last 20 years. Prior to that, they stunk out loud. Yeah, as you could see. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Red Sox. Okay, whatever. Hey, 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 Sammy, every time you walk into Fenway, it smells like people urinated on the cement. Right? <laughs> hey, guys, I appreciate you guys coming aboard, man. Another fun one. Barry M- Mad Hatter. <laughs> oh, come on now, Sills. Sweet Caroline transcends all eras and cultures. It gets the crowd moving. Okay, B. That makes me feel good on the way out here. <laughs> guys, please hit the like button. All good, man. Hey, if you missed the Mel Reese interview, please go back and watch it. Share it a little bit later on. We so appreciate all you guys coming aboard. Tomorrow, we will have Dave Wants that from Fox Sports on. We're going to talk Buccaneers and Eagles. Don't forget Thursday, Jay Glazer, Tony Bruno will join us on Friday along with the man who created the NFL on Fox. We're going to have David Hill on with us, too, and how it all started with John Madden, Pat Summerall, all of it. That Fox show, too. David Hill was the creator of NFL on Fox. So we got a boatload of folks rolling up this week as we get ready for the playoff game at Raymond James. Thank you so much, guys. Catch you tomorrow, 4 to 6. See you on the flip side.
2: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.